You are Locked On Horn Frogs. Your daily podcast on the TCU Horn Frogs. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome into Locked On Horn Frogs, your daily TCU podcast. I'm Stephen Simcox, your host. It is Thursday, November 4th, and let's talk some TCU football head coaching candidates. The team parted ways with Gary Patterson as of Sunday evening. Now, apparently Gary's been around the facility the last couple of days. Uh, he was there at practice today, took a picture with the team afterwards. So he's not coaching out the season, but he's still involved in what they're doing. Uh, to what extent we'll see as, as the week goes on, as the weeks unfold, closing out the year. But TCO has a coaching search going on for the first time in a long time. And I think it's time for us to discuss some of the candidates. Uh, we'll start with the guy who appears to be the front runner right now, and that's Sonny Dykes. Now, these things are really fluid. Um, they can change quickly. But the, the intel that is out there right now is sort of pointing his direction. Jeremiah Donati had a press conference yesterday, which if you want to listen back to it, I played it on Wednesday's episode of Locked on Horn Frogs. But he discussed some qualities he wanted in a head coach at CCU and some of the things he mentioned that were pretty specific. An offensive-minded coach, a current head coach, and someone who has a good understanding of name, image, and likeness, the transfer portal, basically the changing landscape in college football and college athletics. Well, Sonny Dykes fits that criteria pretty well. Uh, offensive mind, current head coach at SMU, and has really worked the transfer portal the last few years with the Ponies trying to get that program back in order and has done a good job. Uh, his track record with the Mustangs, 5-7 and seven in 2018, 10-3 and three in 2019-7-3 last year in the shortened COVID year. And then so far this season, 7-1. and one, uh, They're coming off a loss against Houston. He was 19-30 and 30 at Cal um, in a four-year span there. Overall, he's 70-60. and 60. So his first Power 5 stint was not fantastic. Now, he took over a pretty poor Cal team. His first season, they were 1-11. They got to 5-7, and 8-5, and, and then back to 5-7. and seven. And then the two sides parted ways. Um, he's done a really good job at SMU. I think Sonny's done a great job branding that team, branding that university as the school, as the program of Dallas, which is something other coaches have tried to do and have failed at. He's got a really good staff. Um, two guys that really interest me from his staff, Rashad Samples, son of Reginald Samples, who's the head coach at Duncanville. Rashad is an ace recruiter, big-time influential guy. And the Metroplex, a rising star in the industry, was a position coach at Texas before he came to SMU and has done a, a great job there getting some energy behind the program. Um, and then Kaz Kazadi, longtime strength coach, not at SMU, but he's kind of bounced around, but he has an impressive resume. One thing about Kaz, he was at Baylor during the height of the Bryles era. Um, and, I mean, I think that's a mark against him. But he has moved on to other jobs, has been hired other places since that time most recently have been working with Sonny Dykes at SMU so if those guys came over I think that would be a big plus for the coaching staff um, and I think Sonny Dykes would be a very logical hire he knows Texas really well he has those Texas ties you know obviously his father Spike Dykes a big time legendary coach uh, understands high school football in the state I think he's embraced 
some of the the landscape changes that have gone on within the sport over the last few years. I just feel like it's a very safe hire. Um, now he might end up being the guy that's most interested in the job and the best candidate. And Hey, that's fine. If it ends up that way, I just feel like partnering with Gary Patterson was a huge deal. And I don't just want to be safe and, uh, just try to lay up on the green here if if Sonny Dykes is maybe the safest choice, but not necessarily the best choice, if that makes any sense. And it's worth noting, SMU has not won a conference title. Um, I, I hope TCU just doesn't fall in love with the fact that SMU has beaten TCU the last few times they've played. Because I think there's more to it than just that head-to-head matchup. But Sonny Dykes is a good coach. I think he's also going to get interest from Texas Tech. And, you know, his father Spike coached there for a long time, so there's those family ties there. That is something to monitor as well. Um, exciting offensive mind, an innovative guy. He's 51 years old, so, you know, a decade younger than Gary is right now. Um, has a good staff that can bring some energy to the program. And he appears to be the front runner right now. But, hey, that can change. Um, at the drop of a hat, as it does with these coaching searches. And there's a committee involved. They're doing interviews. They're searching around. Um, so there's a lot of things at play here. Moving on to some other candidates um, that are involved. Billy Napier at Louisiana. Uh, he's been a really good coach. In 2018, they were 7-7. Seven and seven. In 2019, they were 11-3. and 2020, 10-1. And, and this year, they are 10-1, and 35-12 overall. Only loss this year for the Raging Cajuns under Bill Napier was to the University of Texas. Um, he has worked under Dabo Sweeney, was at Clemson in 2003, and then back again from 2006 to 2010. He worked for Nick Saban at Alabama uh, from 2013 to 2016. He was also an analyst at Alabama from, in 2011. So he understands what it takes to build a program, what it takes to win. Napier would be a big-time choice, uh, in my opinion. Now, I, I think he appears to be a guy who is really interested in an SEC job. Um, so I don't know what the mutual interest will be like there, uh, but his teams are hard-nosed. They play good defense. They're fundamentally sound. And as I said, really great experience uh, behind some fantastic head coaches throughout the entirety of his career so far. Uh, Jay Norvell is another name that has come up. He was actually uh, – so Chris Hummer from 247 Sports – said that TCU is trying to get an interview lined up with Jay Norvell. He's the head coach at Nevada, um, and he's really turned the Wolfpack team around. He's 31-24 and 24 overall, but his first season they were 3-9. and nine. Since then, 2018-8-5, uh, 2019-7-6, 2020-7-2, and, and, and 2021, they are 6-2. and two. They have had some big wins over Power 5 programs in the last few years. Jay has worked in the state of Texas. He was at UT back in 2015 as a receivers coach. Spent a long time in Oklahoma from 2008 to 2014 as a guy on the offensive side of the ball, assistant offensive coordinator. So understands this area, understands how to recruit here. Uh, intriguing, exciting offensive mind. I think Norvell um, would be a good fit. The overall record does not blow you away, but he has done a nice job with what he has had. Uh, at his disposal there in Nevada so far. I want to mention some more candidates, including a couple that emerged today that are some pretty huge names. Before we do that, though, I did want to uh, take a break and, and talk about our sponsors. McDonald's 
hopped on with us recently. Uh, and I don't have to do a lot of explaining about who McDonald's is. You know what McDonald's is, what they provide. This episode of Lockdown Horn Frogs is brought to you in part by McDonald's. They've probably been serving communities since 1965. It's always been more than just a place to get tasty, affordable food. It's a place where family and friends can reconnect. Uh, we all have great memories, especially as kids, of stopping at McDonald's, getting some ice cream, getting some french fries, getting a drink. It was always a treat to go there. There's so much nostalgia associated with it. Uh, with that place. So head to your local McDonald's to refuel and reconnect. Um, maybe, you know, have a have a watch party there. Get some food from there and watch a TCU game. McDonald's, you know you know about it. You love it. It's uh, it's a fantastic place, and we're happy that they're on with us here on the Locked On Podcast Network. All right, segment number two of Locked On Horn Frogs. We're running down some of these possible candidates um, that are up for the TCU football job, some names that have been bantied about over the last few days. Uh, we'll continue on with Tony Elliott, offensive coordinator at Clemson. Uh, he played at Clemson. He was a wide receiver there. And then he's gone on to have a, a really successful coaching career, started at Furman back in 2008, and has been at Clemson since 2011, has been the offensive coordinator for the Tigers uh, since 2015. Now, here's the thing about Tony. He's never been a head coach, but has worked closely, obviously, with Dabo Sweeney uh, and has been at the helm for some really exciting offenses. Now, Clemson's offense has fallen off a cliff this year, if you haven't noticed. They have really, really struggled. Uh, and I would imagine a big part of that is losing a generational talent like Trevor Lawrence to the NFL. But you would think they would have the guys in the reserves to not take the type of dip that they have. So I'm not sure how much of the shine has kind of worn off Tony Elliott. He was a, a big-time name to watch for this hiring cycle before the season, and I imagine he's still going to get a lot of interest from other schools because it's not like he woke up one day and forgot how to call plays. Um, as I said, he was at the helm for some really prolific Clemson offenses. They were in the playoff for five straight seasons, and he was the dude running the ship there on that side of the ball. Um, I would just have some concern about the way they sort of got stuck in the mud this year. And he, according to Chris Humber from 247, is another guy that will be up for an interview along with Jay Norvell. Um, and Sonny Dykes wasn't named in that report, but I imagine he'll he'll be chatted with as well, even if it's just through back channels, because he's a, a current coach and he's currently working for SMU. Uh, but Tony Elliott, apparently they're trying to work out a way to get in front of him and interview him as well. Offensive coordinator at Clemson. Um, Jamie Chadwell, head coach at Coastal Carolina, has done a great job for the Santa Clears. Uh, he has been there since 2018. Well, he's been at Coastal Carolina since 2017. Has been the head coach since 2018. He's 86-53 overall as a head coach. Spent some time at North Greenville. Spent some time at Delta State, Charleston Southern. And then at Coastal Carolina, three and nine in 2017, uh, five and seven in 2019, 11-1 back in 2020. Uh, that COVID season that was there for uh, for Coastal Carolina, where they were fantastic, and seven and one this year. They only lost this season to Appalachian State. Jamie Chatterbell, innovative offensive mind, was Home Depot Coach of the Year back in 2020. Um, I think the only real negatives for him are he is, he's never worked, you know, down in this area. The Texas ties would be potentially a roadblock. But honestly, I feel like if you hire smartly, um, if you go after, you know, the right people, 
then that's not a big deal. Uh, but he's he's a name that has been thrown around there, um, and he's a great coach for Coastal Carolina. I feel like he'd be a good fit, somebody who's done a lot with not a ton of resources at a place that's committed to athletics in a Power 5 conference. He could really thrive. Jeff Trailer is a hot name that's come up as well. If I had to guess today, I don't think Jeff's really in the mix, and, and that's his choice. You know, he signed an extension with uh, UT San Antonio this past week. Um, and extensions, contracts, they're meant to be broken. But I get the sense that he wants to stick there in San Antonio for now and continue to build that thing. And he's not ready to make the jump to another job just yet, which is totally, you know, fine. That's totally his thing. I was excited about Jeff and the possibility um, before the, the ball started getting rolling here. But it seems less and less likely uh, now as we continue to sort of churn towards a resolution. The, Jeremiah Donati said yesterday they want to get a decision in by early December. And I think that's an important factor uh, with some of these candidates. And I'll explain why later. But let's continue to run down some names that have been thrown out there over the last few days. Chris Peterson, former coach at Washington, uh, did a great job there with the Huskies. Stepped away a couple of seasons ago because of health issues, because he just wanted to spend more time with his family. Before he was at Washington, he was at Boise State. Uh, his teams are always hard-nosed. They're always physical. He is a big-time offensive mind. T.C. reportedly gauging his interest. Um, it's a big name. It's a splashy name. That would be a, a splashy hire for sure. You know, I'd be curious to see what Peterson has sort of learned in his time away from football and, and what he would want to implement at TCU. But I think that is uh, is a name to know as they sort of reach out and try to gauge how interested he would be. Okay, a couple more candidates here that I want to talk about. One that I did not expect to come up in uh, discussions, but it did today. Uh, Deion Sanders, according to Drew Davidson at the Four Star Telegram, and Jeremy Clark also reported this, his people reached out to TCU and were just asking about the job. And then Chris Hummer from 247 went as far to say tonight that Dion is going to get an interview. Um, Deion Sanders is the head coach at Jackson State. He's coached at the high school level, uh, in the private school level in Texas. He had Prime Prep Academy that did not work out. He would certainly bring some big energy and some big juice to the program. I think Dion understands name, image, and likeness. I think he understands how to recruit, how to get guys to play for him. He's done that well at Jackson State. They are 7-1 and one this year. Um, they had a pretty good spring season before that. So he's he's done a nice job turning that thing around. I feel like Dion could bring a good staff. If I'm making an argument for him, he could bring a good staff there. If you committed to hiring a, a really good offense and defensive coordinator, he could be more of a CEO coach and somebody who could you know raise the image and profile of TCU football. Uh, but I don't think it would be a good move. And I feel like this might just be – Maybe trying to get some more publicity around the job opening. I'm not sure. Uh, it was apparently Dion that reached out about it. So he has some interest. You know, he's familiar with the Metroplex. Um, LT is on the board to try to figure out who the next coach is. And I'm sure him and Dion have crossed paths a lot over the years at NFL Network and then playing in the league. Um, but, yeah, Dion Sanders, I don't think it's going to happen. But that name has surfaced as a possibility for TCU. And then finally... Kellen Moore has also reportedly reached out to the Horn Frogs. 
and TCU wants to hear more about what he has to say. Now, the reason I said that timeline is important earlier, you know, Kellen, I would love that hire, has done a fantastic job calling plays for the Cowboys from the OC there for a few years. He turned down the Boise State job last offseason, which you would think on the surface if there was a job, a college job that Kellen Moore would be interested in, it would be Boise State. But I will say, I think TCU's a good job. The thing that gives me pause and makes me think this is not really a possibility, though, they couldn't hire him in early December. I mean, he's going to coach out the season for the Cowboys. Cowboys are playing pretty well, even if they didn't make the playoffs, which is not likely, or were one and done in the playoffs. You'd still be talking about not actually getting him in the building until January, which would mean you're essentially punting, unless you could get some sort of handshake agreement done with them where, hey, you're going to coach out the season, but we know once it's over, you know, you're here in, in Fort Worth, you're ready to rock. You essentially, if you did that, be giving up this recruiting class. Like you, it just wouldn't be tenable to keep any of these recruits if you didn't have a coach in place. It would also be a big risk to wait that long in case he just suddenly had a change of heart and was like, you know what, I'm not sure about that. Kellen's also going to get interest, I think, from NFL head coaching vacancies um, when those come open. So I still think it's a long shot, but it is fascinating that his people have reached out, and I feel like it'd be a home run hire if they could find a way to get it done. Okay, we're going to take one more break, and we'll come back and wrap things up. Um, Locked on Horn Frogs, also brought to you by BetOnline.ag. BetOnline.ag, they have a new, more user-friendly interface, which I know is something we're all excited about. You can uh, head to their new desktop or mobile website to sign up today. Receive a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit if you use the promo code LOCKDOWN. That's L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N. Basketball, football, baseball, NHL, boxing, UFC, all of it. If it's going on right now, uh, betonline.ag will have a line for it. They'll have advice for you. The fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports. Bet online where the game starts. All right, Locked on Horn Frogs, uh, daily TCU podcast. Tomorrow, our Big 12 roundtable will uh, take place. We'll discuss the big stories of the week, the first college ball playoff rankings. And uh, TCU does have a game this week against Baylor, but I feel like a lot of you are more interested in the coaching search. So that's why I spent the time I did on that topic today. This has been Locked on Horn Frogs, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day.